What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode number Ned Doesn't Know Math of Bootstrap Growth. I'm your host, Ned Eric, and today I want to talk about demos. Um, I want to talk specifically about how to properly structure a demo, how to properly create value, and, and I mean real value, not just like the word value, um, in a demo, and really how to create those next steps. Because... I get very I'm I'm baffled to this day still about the fact that most demos that I've sat through are just scripted and they're not tailored, right? They'll say a couple of things like, "Oh, you had said this. Now look at that." Um, but there's not any sort of tailoring to my use case, right? And what I've said and and the things that are important to me. And you know, I say this because I was actually on a demo uh, Friday. Oh, it's only Tuesday. Wow. Um, I was on a demo on Friday. And we, so this is, I, I don't love the SaaS process, to be honest with you. Um, I don't love that I get a reach out or I do an inbound and then I have to take a discovery call before a demo. Like if I come inbound, I don't think that you necessarily need to give me a discovery call like we could do a disco demo, right? I, I'm a huge advocate of disco demos. Uh, Canny, Canny does disco demos. Halos actually, which did, I'm talking multi six figure deals, did disco demos, right? Like the discovery call for a software product is something, especially if someone comes inbound, I think is unnecessary. And the reason that I say that is because for me as a, a buyer, I feel like I'm getting pushed into your buying cycle. And I also feel like I'm getting qualified or disqualified. And I don't like that feeling, right? It is a matter of like, yo, I came inbound because I did my research and I want to see a demo. I don't want to have a discovery call so you can, you know, hear my pains. And I'm going to actually call BS on the fact that, so I'll just tell the story. Came inbound for this product. We're looking at an analytics tool. Came inbound and um, set up a call with, what you know presumably in was the the sdr uh the inbound sdr and i shot an email over and said hey you know did all my research really you know really like the tool um would really appreciate if we could hop on a demo initially um if this is going to be a discovery call and the sdr then gave me a, a sort of canned response that I, I hear people say all the time which is um something to the extent of like, hey, we actually can't provide you a demo unless we know a couple of things about you because we tailored the demo directly to you. And I'm going to call absolutely 99.9999999% of the time that's absolute BS. Whether we did a discovery call or not, the demo is going to be exactly the same. I've worked in enough organizations. I've consulted with enough companies and now I've advised for multiple companies to the point of knowing that when I walk into a company, there is a demo script, there is a demo platform, a, a, a presentation. And no matter what someone says, that script is, you know, attained to. And, and you'll usually hear managers be like, well, if they say this, go to this place first, but always come back here. Right. And so I think discovery calls are a waste of time. And I think our, and I think number one, they slow down the sales cycle. And I think they also piss off your prospects. And this is all anecdotal. Maybe I'm just an idiot, 
But, you know, if you do feel the same way, then yay, cool. If you don't, I don't care. This is my podcast. Um, Any hooser. Uh, But thank you for listening. Appreciate it. If you enjoy this after I just, you know, made you angry, um, you should definitely review, but only five stars. Anything under five stars, don't give it to me. One person that gave me two-star review, hate you. Um, That being said, I'm not salty. Don't worry about it. But anyway, that being said, back to the story. So I get on this discovery call. They're asking me questions that I've already answered in their form, right? Number one, red flag, don't like it at all. So I get on, there are three things that we need to see. And I tell the SDR this, I said, hey, listen, can you please just let the AE know that these are the three things that I want to see? I don't want to talk about X, Y, and Z. I want to talk only about A, B, and C. There are three things. And I told the SDR, I, I maybe this was a dick move. Again, I'm sorry if you hate me after this, but I said, I asked, I said, hey, you know, do you, when do you get, when do I get tracked as like where you get paid? Um, and they, they told me they were like, after you move forward from the demo, right? You sit the demo, you move to the next step. I said, okay, I'm going to tell you right now that if your AE talks about anything other than these three things, I'm not going to move forward. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time, but I do want you to get paid. So write in the notes right now, these three things that I want to see. And if they talk about anything else, I will leave the demo. And they were like, absolutely, 100%, cool, awesome. I don't know if they did that or not, but get to the demo, right? And I apologize if that sounds like being a dick. I just don't have a ton of time. And remember, we talked about this like two podcasts ago. Your time is valuable. Remember that. Always remember that. Even when you're, you know, but also that that SDR's time was valuable too. And so was the AEs, right? So understand, I'm not disrespecting. I just wanted to respect everyone's time involved. Um, but I said, hey, listen, cool. Get to the demo. Guy gets on the call, starts building the coolest of rapports. I'm not a huge rapport guy. I don't think it necessarily works all that well. There has been research by Gong that shows that like people that, you know, talk rapport and demos beforehand actually slows down their sales cycle actually like deals close slower and less frequently things like that um i'm not a huge rapport guy i think rapport comes from the knowledge that you share and the fact that you understand like you're listening and you understand them right um so i don't i don't care what your you know your your favorite baseball team is um you know typically now i i'm really interested because i'm doing a lot of like traveling around um, I, I do, I'll ask like where they're calling from. Um, but typically that's just because now we're in a digital world. And whereas like, you know, eight months ago, nine months, shoot, no, freaking 12 months ago, uh, people were in offices, you know, and I could see, oh, headquarters is in LA. Okay. You're calling from LA, right? You're in the office. Um, now I'm just interested because I've been on calls where I'm like, oh, where are you calling from? They're like Bozeman, Montana. And I'm like, whoa, no way. So, um, it's definitely, um, but yeah. Rapport, don't dig it. Starts doing rapport, sees that I'm from, on my LinkedIn, it still says that I'm in Sarasota. He's like, oh, my grandma lives in Sarasota. Yeah, you and everyone else's grandmother. Um, but like, and then he's like, oh, you ever get up to a Rays game? 
no, I'm not a Rays fan. Right. And, and did some other like stuff, talked about bootstrapped a little, right. You know, tried to stroke my ego a little, but you guys know how much I really care about getting my ego stroked. So, um, did that and then got on the call and before the demo, again, probably a dick move, probably my fault. But I said to him, I said, Hey, you know, had a conversation with SDR name here. Um, and said, Hey, these are only three things I need to see. Um, you know, please, you know, if we could just go through those, that'd be great. We're really interested in what you guys are offering. We really like your product. I don't need the dog and pony show. Can you please just show me these three things? And he got defensive and he was, but in the end he was like, yeah, absolutely. He opened up his presentation and started going through like their backstory, who they work with, things like that. And I, I, I humored him for like three and a half minutes. And I just kind of stopped him. I said, hey, are we going to get to those you know, other things? And he was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. In a little bit. And I said, okay, cool. Awesome. He was like, yeah, now let me show you those. And the first thing that he showed me was not A, B, or C like I asked. The second thing he showed me was not A, B, or C like I asked. The third thing he showed me was not A, B, C, or like I asked, and I asked him again, I said, Hey, you know, I, I, I like this functionality. This is just not something that's going to work for our use case. Could you please show me A, B, and C? Right. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Just give me a second. I wanted to show you this new cool feature. And I just stopped him. I just said, Hey man, I appreciate your time. I just don't know if we're going to be a good fit. Um, I got to run. And, and I just, you know, I, I, I left the demo. Like I said, I would. And they, that was, that was probably 24,000, I think is what we were going to be $24,000 a year in annual contract value um, that that individual lost because they did not listen and they just scripted out their demo. The SDR I'm sure did a great job, wrote down notes, let them know, but that AE did a piss poor job. And the amount of demos that I've sat in on in my career now um, has been well over 50. I try not to sit on many demos, by the way. Um, and what I'm here to tell you, and the reason I tell you this story, and the reason I make myself out to look like such an asshole, um, is because the way that this individual and this company made me feel is the way that I think a lot of you guys make your prospects feel. What this does and what this funnel does is it makes me feel forced into your agenda. It makes me feel like what I've said isn't important. What I want isn't something that you're willing to provide. And it gives me this idea that, oh, well, if they're not willing to show this to me, then you know, I, I don't want to necessarily do business with them. And it just feels like you're forced down a funnel. No one wants to be forced down a funnel, right? We've talked about this before. It's a matter of, right, you have to align yourself with their buying cycle. Um, you know, I've talked about this, I, I think, the other day on LinkedIn about, um, you know, don't, don't double call me, text me, LinkedIn, and email me within 30 seconds, right? You know, by the way, don't ever double call someone. Please don't do that. Like, if you're out there and you think that that's like this, thing that you can do and you should do like please don't um there's one thing that there's actually i got this from a a mentor a long time ago um don't do anything that makes the other person dislike you in a sales process 
Now, that doesn't mean, you know, to say like, hey, don't challenge certain things or or don't, you know, if they say something and, and you think that you're not a good fit, don't, you know, I, I think you should still do that. But what I mean by that is like, don't do things that would piss you off to other people, right? And I think that's a, a huge aspect of things is just do things that are going to make people gravitate towards you. So basically what that means is help them, educate them, leverage relationships, predict, highlight, you know, top level activities and things like that. But do not double call and then text me. Like, I think, you know, FaceTime prospecting has kind of become like this wild new thing that's going out there. Don't FaceTime me. You know, I think that it's a ballsy move. And if it works, man, it works. But don't. Right. FaceTime is is meant for the people that are close to me. Right. I just don't. I, I I truly think that like if I were, you know, thinking about that, how I would describe that, it's more of an invasion of my privacy. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, yeah, don't do that. Um, but, you know, when it gets to when it comes to demos. There are a couple of things that we have to do, and I did a, a, a podcast on like the exact framework that I do, and I'll kind of high level this one right here. But. When someone tells you, X, I want to see XYZ, you show them XYZ. The analogy that I, I, I use best is I'm not a, I'm like, for lack of a better term, I'm not a man's man, right? Like, I don't like do construction. I don't fix things. I, I don't hunt. I don't fish. I don't like do anything like that. But about a, month ago now I had to go to Home Depot because something was wrong with, you know, a chair in our house or something like that. It was like, I had to get like a screw. All right. And shoot, I don't, I don't know where to buy screws. So I went to the one place that I know had sells like home stuff. Right. And I went to Home Depot and I'm like, and if you've ever been to Home Depot, you walk in and there's like a thousand aisles up front. And then there's like a thousand aisles out back. And it's like, I have no idea where I'm going. And so I saw the guy in like an orange shirt and I was like, Hey, I'm fixing a chair in my house. I need a screw that looks like this. And I showed him the screw and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he walked me directly to aisle 14, showed me exactly where the screw was. And I bought the screw. Imagine if I walked into home Depot and I said, Hey man, there's a chair broken in my house. I need a screw that looks like this. And he's like, yeah, dude, absolutely. We've got that. Dude, let me show you around the store. Hey, this is aisle one. This is where all our pain is. Honestly, here's, here's how you can do it. Hey, man, let's get you. Hey, come over here and let's let's mix you some paint too. Awesome. Now we've got our lawn furniture. Uh, you come through here, check this lawn furniture. Hey, do you got any weeds? You have to, we have tons of weed eaters. Oh, by the way, once you get done pulling your weeds, look at our lawn mowers. And they just brought me down every single aisle. And then we got to aisle 14. He was like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's that screw you were looking for. How would that? I would be like, what in the world? What do you what? <laughs> I'd be like, no, 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 I want a screw that looks like this. And here's the thing. Your prospects are asking for a screw that looks like this. And you're taking them to aisle one, tile two, tile three, tile four, tile five. You're showing them things that they don't care about. You're showing them features that they didn't ask for. And I hear some of you guys already being like, well, they, maybe they don't know what they want. No, they do know what they want. Show them what they want 
And then we can start to get into other functionalities and things like that, right? I use the closed loop uh, plan framework, right? And then the, the problem question, um, and then you take them down the priority path, right? And the pain path. By the way, if you're not using closed loop university, you need to go do that um, immediately. Um, especially if you're doing demos like this, like that's what I should do. I should send that guy a link to closed loop university. Um, <laughs> but the reason that I use that framework is because you pivot, right? Let's say you're building rapport, which, but let's say you pivot into business, you go over logistics. Hey, is this, is it just us time? Right. Um, you, you, you ask for their agenda. And then you set your agenda and your agenda during a demo is to ask questions. And then you give them next steps, right? Hey, one of two things is going to happen. Either you hate us, you love us. Here's what happens if you love us, right? And then we ask a pain question. Hey, typically, you know, because most of the time people, when, when you go through the plan, they're going to tell you their problems. Hey, let me give you some context. And they give you context, right? Hey, typically when I'm hearing people saying X, Y, and Z, they're frustrated with X. They're struggling with Y. They're concerned about Z. You know, is that something you're you're dealing with or am I way off base? And they'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely. This is something we're dealing with right now. And then you take them down the pain pathway, right? And from there, what that does is that shows you, okay, if you've properly, if you properly understand the matrix of feature pain persona or feature feature pain benefit persona, that matrix that we talked about before, what feature what pain does it solve? What benefit does it have if that pain is solved? And what persona does that actually affect? If you've done that properly, literally what you do is you go through that matrix. They say X, we know that we have to show them this feature. They say Y, we know we have to show them this feature. They say Z, we know that we show them this feature. You take them down that pain pathway. You understand their priority. You understand where it is in their, their, their cycle, their life cycle. And then from there, you show them that. And so like, let's say I show them, oh, Ned, but what if they only show me one thing and we do 20 things? Cool. Awesome. Maybe then we, we figure out some more pain. And what will typically happen in a demo is you show them that feature. You talk about, hey, typically this is how it's used. Companies have told us this is where it really, you know, helps them with, you know, overcoming this pain, this prior, uh, this pain, it's, it, it solves this. And then from there, they're going to ask questions. Hey, curious about your integrations. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What integration specifically? Oh, Jira, Trello, right? Whatever it may be. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Are you guys using Jira? Like you don't have to know everything during the discovery. And that's why, again, I don't enjoy discovery calls because it's just checklist questions. It's not a conversation. And so I want to just challenge you all to, for those of you guys that don't follow closed loop, um, you need to do that. C-L-O-Z-E loop, L-O-O-P. Um, and I want to challenge you just to look at their demos, what they do, um, how they do it. Triangle selling, uh, they show it in there. Um, because stop scripting your demos. Stop scripting them. Whatever someone tells you, think of yourself as a Home Depot retail clerk. I don't know if that's what they're called, but that's in my head. That's how I envision their title. And your prospect is saying, I need a screw this big because I have a broken chair. Take them directly to that screw, show them their, the, the screw, 
and maybe talk to them a little bit while you're doing that, right? Hey, what, what kind of chair? How old is it? What are you doing? All right. That's the key. That's the key. As you are demoing people, throw away your script, throw away your plans, and just start focusing on what the prospect cares about. I'm telling you right now, if you the prospect is going to drive if they need something else. Especially for most of you guys with demo or with, with SaaS products, the next step is a trial, a proof of concept anyway, or bringing other people in. And the cool part is if it's a one-on-one -on -one demo, you show Joe Schmo the thing that he cares about. If the next step is a deeper dive demo, they're going to bring on two or three other people that are going to have two or three other issues that you're going to be able to dig into. And then guess what? Now you get to show four issues, four solutions. So don't throw, I, what, it's not throw the baby with the, out with the bathwater, but like don't, what's the word? Like don't eat all the candy in the lobby or something like that. I don't know. Basically what I'm saying is stop giving crappy demos. I hope this helped you. I've got a demo now actually that I've got to give in 12 minutes. So I'm going to get ready for that. I love you guys. I'm going to do the plan. I'm going to do the velocity plan. I'm going to give a demo that's feature specific to the actual pain that my prospect is dealing with. And then from there, I'm going to send them to the next step or I'm going to DQ them. That simple. Stop showing your presentation. I don't care about who you work with. Neither does your prospect. I love you guys. If this is your first time listening to me, if you got any value, shoot me a five-star review. Hit me with a, a you know, a, a little written review too. I love y'all. You guys are amazing. You guys know I'm really bad at, at stopping podcasts. So I'm just going to click the stop recording button now. <gasps>